welcome to the Living Enlightened podcast. I am Michelle R. Price, the light worker. And I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. Uh, today, our podcast is on building self esteem. So, self esteem refers to whether you appreciate and value yourself, um, how to develop it, and, you know, how to develop your self-esteem in regards to you know what life throws at you and the changes that you go through um and some things happen that make us a little bit less confident and feel a bit you know less worthy of ourselves so mm-hmm. this, is, this is something we thought would be a good thing to talk about today michelle yeah it's a good one and very relevant and look beck and i are both women obviously and whether it's, you know, mostly centered around the female sex or whether it is sort of men that suffer with this as well, um, I do think it sort of goes both ways. Um, so I think it's going to be relevant for, uh, yeah, the men and women who are listening at home or in the car or wherever you may be. I think it'll relate to uh, both genders. Absolutely. And even the children coming through, you know, things we can oh, do for our children to help completely. them with their self-esteem. Hundred um, percent. That's both of our passions, Rebecca and I. Um, and Rebecca, you're going to draw a card, I think, today as well, which is really cool. I have. I've I've actually pulled out my fairy uh, healing with the fairy cards. Oh, love! Uh, Anything with the fairies? Everything with the fairies. I just felt like fairies today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I've pulled out here, and they're beautiful. They'll both go up on the picks there. Um, follow your dreams and the reason why I chose these today is because they have affirmations in them you know I'm big on my affirmations yeah we need that for self-esteem and we need these for self-esteem so follow your dreams and this one here as you can see Michelle oh wow and it's got the rainbows and it's got lots of the green chakra heart chakra colors Um, so you know it's the card sort of represents when life, like I was just sort of saying, when life sort of throws things to you and your emotions are so strong and intense that they're sort of screaming at you, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Um, and sometimes when we do that, well, actually sometimes, almost always, <laughs> more often than not, when we do mm-hmm. that, we focus so much on those those energies and that emotion that we sort of start to forget our path and where we're going and what we're worth mm-hmm. and you know it can really be a bummer um so this this affirmation that goes with this card is that i deserve the best and i take charge of my schedule and my life i also drew a second card which is this one here which is positive expectations love that and, so that's a fair you know, that's like a fairy kind of butterfly fairy kind of thing isn't it yeah and she's sort of kneeling and this is That's right. So this is about keeping up your hopes, your dreams, your affirmations, your visualizations, your manifestations effectively. Um, And don't quit five minutes before the miracle occurs. Wow. How powerful is that? Don't quit five minutes. That's right. So the affirmation on that one is that I am safe, confident and secure and I feel joyful about my future. So they're the two that we're going to pop up there for you to have a look at absolutely gorgeous cards Beck, what's great about that one that you just said too about stopping so almost before the finish line is mm. what you're sort of saying there and i have uh had quite a few connections with 
ladies, I'll say in particular, because I guess I read for more women than men, but um, ladies in particular, where that's been the case, where they've been like, Michelle, you know, what's blocking me? What's going on? And it is that they're just stopping right before the finish line. They've got everything in order. They've planned. They've done everything. And for some reason, they dig the heels in and they stop because there's that fear of, you know, success or what could happen or what if I'm seen and, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, that's really relevant um, to our topic. And it always seems to be back every time we draw cards every week. Um, it seems really super relevant to the theme, which is awesome. It is. It is amazing. And there's just so many. I mean, I've got so many decks of cards because I'm a bit of a bit of a collector yeah <laughs> love my Join the club. and my crystals yeah yes <laughs> cards and crystals yes um but yeah so and it's it's again feeling your intuition and what you like I said I felt that I needed to use these ones today because I knew they had the affirmations in there and I, I just felt like we needed to get some of those out today mm. yep good plan Beck. so Michelle this is the part where we talk about what we've been up to and what's been happening. Yes, it is. So I'm very excited about your wildlife update, which will be coming up very soon because um, Becca's a wildlife carer. Um, but yeah, just wanted to just mention a couple of things that have uh, had a big impact on my life. And one of them is um, we've got some a couple of friends of ours uh, who are married and they're going through a separation at the moment, which is has been coming for a little while. But, you know, when the announcement happens, I you know, it's been quite shocking. I mean, I know people who've been through separations and divorces, but I wasn't really walking them through the process or that close to it, you know, it sort of happened and, you know, something that you hear about on Facebook or, you know, something. So this has been very close to home. We've been very closely involved in the whole process. And, um, you know, I think that I just wanted to mention this because I'm just really grateful. I think watching the process from the outside and sort of seeing it from both sides of them as well, you know, hearing from the husband and the wife and, you know, what their thought processes are. It's really in our circle of friends, because I met up with one of the girls in our group this week. It's really made us appreciate our own marriages and our, you know, relationships and things like that. And it's kind of made us be a little kinder, you know, I think to our partners as well. And, you know, we're sort of looking at that thinking, gee whiz, you know, I never want to be there. Like I never want to be in that place trying to sort of sort everything out. They've got kids, you know, the whole thing. And, so I think from our perspective, it's like, um, I don't know, it's really made us appreciate what we have and just be kinder to our, you know, husbands and, you know, uh, really um, a lot of gratitude. So I think it's been a good thing, you know, positive out of a silver lining, um, out of a not a great situation for those, um, those two people and the children as well. So um, I actually went over and did a beautiful house clearing at their house just to sort of clear some of that energy out as well. Um, took my crystals, so the kids really loved it. They were like, oh, what's that smell? Oh, my gosh. When I got out the um, smudge, you're like, oh. And I had their, like, eye masks over their nose. Like, they're like, oh, we can't stand the smell. But then they followed me around the entire house. So the entire time I was doing it, they followed me around like a bad smell. And I'm like, you don't like the smell, but you're following me around. What's going on? But, yeah, they really loved it. I did their bedrooms and all of that and threw all the, you know, bad jujus out the window. So, it was, um, yeah, just a really great experience. So it's, um, yeah, definitely been a silver lining for me to sort of go through that with somebody um, and not fun, but yeah, I guess that's the, uh, the gratitude that I'm sort of feeling from that experience and seeing that makes you appreciate we got, that's for sure. And um, there was also a situation where I'm sort of still dealing with this, but I have, uh, I work from home as Beck knows, and I've got a little healing set up here and um, we had a situation this week where I've got a regular client of mine who comes over and, um, 
and we had some new people move in sort of next door and um, they um, wanted us to sort of chop a tree down because they've got a, they park in their driveway. They can't get the car in the garage. It's like a ute. So they're driving the driveway nose first. And so he needs a bit of clearance to kind of get out. And so he was having trouble seeing around a tree on our footpath. And Jason, my husband's like, I don't think Michelle's going to chop the tree down. I don't think she's going to agree to that, knowing my wife. So I don't think it's going to happen. So we've, uh, we've managed to get around that. We just sort of trimmed it on one side a little bit. But um, yeah, I had a regular client of mine come over and um, the neighbours sort of said a few not very nice things. And I could hear it out the window, but I had my windows closed. So I could sort of hear stuff, but it was a bit muffled. I didn't really know what was going on. And my poor clients come in looking worse for wear. And I'm like, are you okay? And, you know, she said that's what happened. And I was like, oh gosh. Um, so, you know, I feel like I have to kind of go over and uh, say something now. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, how best to do that, you know, from the heart and all of those things. And, you know, please speak with respect, I guess, um, is the best thing I can say to that because he's not going to know if it's a client or not a client. But I just feel like, you know, you kind of want to speak to everyone, you know, with respect. Um, and I feel like I'm going to have to phrase it kind of that way because, um, you know, or, you know, I was going to suggest maybe he reverse him. You know, he works odd hours. He gets, he leaves usually at one or three in the morning between one and three. Um, so it's not like normal time when there's a lot of traffic, you know, there's no one yeah. actually around. So I feel like potentially he comes home at odd hours as well. Potentially he could just reverse in and then nose out and he's on the road already. Like he's there, he can see, you know, I think it'd make it a lot easier. So I don't know. I've got to sort of broach that. So, but I do believe, you know, I never give people what they expect. And I have won a lot of people over in my time, neighbours especially where, um, you know, there was stuff going on. I have managed to do it. But, you know, I think like with your readings and things, you know, how I was saying earlier that we uh, sometimes hit that nerve and people just break down. I think that I kind of am looking for that, you know, with this person. There's obviously a lot going on more than just that situation. You know what I mean? So I just feel like there's something underneath all of that. And I want to sort of get into maybe, you know, that and be like, hey, you know, is everything okay? You know, how are you? Is everything okay? You know, that sort of thing. So I don't think it's about that. And I feel like if I focus on that, then it's probably not going to end so well, um, the conversation. So mm. I've just got to figure out how to, uh, how to handle that. It's one of those delicate things because, you know, next door, we live next door. I run a business. It's spiritual. You know, we don't want that sort of energy around. So, yeah, I'll... Um, have to have a think about the best way to sort of handle that I think mm, that's interesting I, I would probably um after the podcast I want to have a chat to you about that I just picked up on a few things Michelle. oh wonderful yeah <laughs> and if you want to draw like some cards they come all in yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> but I'll give you an update when I figure it out and um you know have a wonderful conversation Definitely. and it goes super well I will figure it out because I'm trying to keep this positive it's not meant to be negative it's you know there's always people have currency and that's what I figured out I had a um, police officer former police officer neighbor uh on the Gold Coast and he was just a nasty person he was one of those people that everyone just stayed away from everyone just steer clear of don't go near that guy he's really nasty right mm. And I went over and he was shouting at me every day. Every time I walked past his house, he's like, your cat, this and your dog, that, rah, rah, rah. And um, it wasn't very nice. And one day he literally, like he threw, I think he threw something, he actually threw something at my cat over the fence. Like he almost, yeah, hurt my cat. And I was like, that's it. And I was ropeable. And I stomped over there and I looked at him and I just felt sorry for him. You know what I mean? Like he'd thrown this thing and I was really angry. I'm like, you nearly injured my cat. Rah, rah. But I went over there and I actually just felt sorry for him. I thought you are this sorry old guy. I didn't know anything about him. Didn't know what he did. Didn't know anything. And I went up to him and I said, and he was shouting about the cat and all of this. And I said, hang on, what's really going on? Are you all right? And he got really emotional. 
And then he broke, he didn't totally break down. He didn't cry, but he just sort of went, well, you know, I was a police officer and this, this, this. He's got PTSD. Absolutely. It's post-traumatic. And he invited me and we had a cup of tea. From that minute, we were best friends. My husband couldn't believe it. He's like, what did you do? Like all the neighbors were like, what did you do? Like, I just, I just saw through it. I was like, you know, this whole facade, mate, you know, it's not getting you anywhere. His wife was a sweetheart. Um, and, you know, when they left, they ended up moving back to Tassie, which is where they were from. He bought me a book. He gave me this big, you know, gift. He used to look after animals. He ended up looking after our animals for us when we went on holidays. So the cat that he was throwing things at, they babysat our pets and we did the same for them. Isn't that crazy? But that's how you can turn things around. So that's what I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I can do again, Beck. So fingers crossed. <laughs> and that sort, of, that sort of ties in with what we're talking about today as well. Yes. You know, going through life and having it throw things at you and the way it affects you. That's it. So, and, and what you can do to, to turn it around. Love that. Great segue. So shall we get into it, Michelle? Yes, we shall, Beck. Um, so I just had a little definition and, and Beck sort of uh, spoiled my reign to my party a little bit because she already sort of oh, gave a definition. Sorry. I was like, wah, Beck, wah. Okay, she gave that's, away that's my lead happens. line. That's what happens when we're in each other's head all the time. Same Michelle. wavelength, that's it. <laughs> um, so I'll just I'll elaborate a little bit because there may be some new information, yeah. but I just, um, I just had a look online because, you know, we all talk about these terms and it's like, you know, do we actually really know what they, what they mean? Um, so self-esteem is the way we feel about ourselves um, and that value um, is what we put on ourselves. So um, a lot of this can be critical and I do, you know, feel that myself, you know, I do feel like I can be very much a perfectionist. Um, I can be highly critical, certainly working in news rooms. You are because you have to be, because you're putting things to where that have to be factual. They've got to be correct. You don't want to be sued. So it's a constant pressure, you know, and I definitely felt that when I was working in news, I feel like I'm probably less that way inclined in this world, you know, being a light worker, but we do have occasional readings that kind of don't go the way we expect. And it does put a dent in our armor, you know, if you like, because I do feel like um, you'll be put out of protection, you know, so I say armor in that way. So there are external factors sometimes that may dent our self-esteem. And, you know, probably a good example of that is the trolling that I get sometimes. And I've sort of worked really hard on that and have big, uh, big time reduced that. But when people comment on my, me personally, and I mean, after working radio, I've had a lot of that anyway. So I guess I'm pretty immune to it. But, you know, sometimes I'll have people jump on and go, oh, this girl, you know, she talks so fast. And, you know, look at her shuffling those. Can you remember that one? That was funny. It's like, how is she shuffling? Why is she shuffling? Like, it's like, how else do you shuffle? What are you talking about? But, you know, that's when you kind of let go of the ego. And I think that that was a big sign for me getting into this realm is that, again, I'm putting myself out there. But I'm also aware that, you know, um, people have nothing better to do sometimes. And they're sitting there as armchair critics. And I certainly had that a lot in radio. You know, we had a lot of armchair critics who... I had a colleague of mine who, looked. she didn't have the best voice in the world. It was a bit nasally, so it wasn't super pleasant, but she worked for the ABC. She was a great journalist, super intelligent, great stories, like really good, and uh, just didn't have the best voice in the world. But, you know, you find diplomatic ways of saying it. Anyway, she had this person ring up and was like, um, she answered the phone and the person on the other end didn't realise that that was who she was. It didn't re- they didn't realise it was the same person. So basically this went, that Alison girl, blah, 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 you know, let's say her name's Alison went through all this criticism and was like, she's horrendous. She should, you know, be off air. You should fire her. And he was actually speaking to her and didn't realize it. So, because normally you'd, you'd say it to the boss or something and the boss would come to you and, you know, reform that a little bit, but she got the whole thing and uh, she, she nearly quit. She nearly quit. 
She's out of radio now. She doesn't do radio news anymore. But I mean, obviously she was good enough to get on there. Obviously they put her on there, you know, for a reason. But yeah, hearing that criticism directly, it just, it, it ruined her. And she did get out of radio. I stayed in touch with her for years and years and I've lost touch now. But yeah, I mean, this can, you know, people, people I feel like, you know, the listener at home and, and anyone who hears this really needs to know how much of an impact your words can have, you know, because it can make or break someone. And I feel like that is, um, you know, where I want to start our conversation today, Beth. Well, I just, um, it's it's amazing the power of words. It, sure it is. really is. Um, and I actually have, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, just this week, on my, I've got a little magnetic whiteboard on my fridge, just a little one. And uh, on there, I've actually written what you say to yourself matters. And I've just left it at that just left it at that and the kids go to the fridge and they get their milk out and even my son went up the other day and he was like what you say to yourself matters it's so simple and he just stopped and looked at me and then he thought okay mum's doing her voodoo again that's what he calls it voodoo um and then he sort of walked off and and but I could see him stand there and look at it and and just just take it in you didn't need to say anything. Nothing more needed to be said. It was just what you say to yourself matters. That's it. Um, and it was really powerful. It was a really powerful moment just just having that there. Um, so absolutely, absolutely, um, impact of our words and other people's words. But what's also bigger is um, what we do with that and the way we handle it. So I think today, even if our listeners or even ourselves, Michelle, take away from today's podcast one thing this episode, from this episode, it's a success. Um, I really want to highlight how important it is to let go of control and don't mm-hmm. get in a funk on things, um, you know, things that are out of your control and focus on what you can change. So acceptance plays a huge part here. You can accept the people around you for who they are and... For who they are, and what I want to say is just accept that however they are is their journey. Uh, So they are responsible for their actions and you most certainly cannot control any part of that behaviour. When people do things that you don't agree with, accept it as their journey. That's how I found, that's just one of the ways I personally deal with it. So this is more, you know, from advice and, you know, my, my, my perspective. So... People do things that I don't agree with. I just accept it as their journey now and and I don't dwell on it because my job is to let go and focus on the thoughts and the feelings that I'm having and on something more positive and something a bit better feeling. That's so perfect, Beck. I love that. It's taken a long time, a long time. I mean, it sounds so easy. It really does sound so easy, but it it takes some you know, persistence to get to that point where it's just now it's, I was, I've even, even family members, I was talking to a family member on the phone the other night and they had this amazing thing happen, like this incredible life experience thing. And I was so excited, so happy. I'm like, that is amazing. How do you feel? Oh, and then it just went straight back to, well, there was this and there was this and there was this. I said, uh, I know, but how amazing was this? Yeah, but there was this and this and this, but this was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but this happened and this happened and then I had to the do drama. this. And I'm like, but 
how amazing was that? Just tell me how amazing that was. And they did. And it was just, it took some time for me to be able to do that with myself. And now I can sort of help people can, with that. Yeah. And you can really um, empathize. We just turned the really. whole conversation around. I got off there going, huh, you know, that's their journey, but they acknowledged how amazing that was. <laughs> Thank God. That's a win. We got a win. That's, we got a win. That's very Esther Hicks, what you did there too. Um, and Abraham, teachings of Abraham. You remember? I um, go. Yeah. That, no, she's like a bulldog. She's like a little dog with a bone. Um, you know, the, um, there's a conversation with that lady who had um, been told she couldn't have children. And she was on the, um, in the audience at the um, show with Esther Hicks and, um, and that. And, she was like, oh, you know, have never had kids and do-do-do. And, you know, I, I listened to the teachings and I got into the vortex and I did all this stuff and, you know, we finally uh, fell pregnant and I'm, you know, 38 weeks or something like that. And everyone's like, yeah, this is a story. That's the story. That's the best. That's, That's awesome. It. And everyone's cheering. And then she's like, oh, but, you know, this and this and this and that and the other and that, the pregnancy and this and the birth and this and la, 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 all the stories. And it's like the lead up to it was this and that and that. And Esther just stopped her. And she's very, very direct. If, ever, if the listener at home hasn't heard Esther Hicks before, wow. Um, she's Love very direct. And she just went, stop. That is enough. Yep. She said, why do you humans feel like, you know, you have this experience, you know, it's like a miracle. It's like, you know, praise the Lord. It's like, thank God, you know, this thing happened. What an amazing story. Like, Wow. But you've got to go back into the story and the saga and the negative and the, you know, the stuff. And, you know, this is true, Beck. This is actually true. And, you know, yep. you know, I, I haven't got children, but I know within our groups, let's say, you know, you get in there and you've got the dream baby and breastfeeding is amazing. You've never had mastitis in your life and like all of this. And some women have dream babies. You know, you may have had one of those with one of your children where it's just everything was amazing. They slept perfectly. Do, 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 do. But then, you know, sometimes you go to the mother's groups and I know this from, you know, talking to my friends who, you know, do this and have children where they go in there and they're just, you know, everyone just wants to complain, you know, it's like, oh, I've got the worst baby in the world. It's got this, it's got that thing going on. It's colic. It's like, you know, um, doing massive, you know, poos, whatever. And it's like, you know, it's like, wow, okay, well, my baby's great and, you know, breastfeeding is amazing and I love it and whatever else. And it's like, everyone's like, what? Like, <laughs> you're, not the most popular. You. <laughs> you're not the most popular in the group. You're not. The you're dirty expected... diapers come across the room. And... <laughs> exactly. You're expected to tell the story. You're expected to fit into the paradigm. You know, there's a paradigm here that people are expecting you to kind of, you know, um, babies are hard and life's hard and do, 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 do. Um, so, yeah, it fits into all those sort of categories. and. Yeah. You feel like you shouldn't be in there saying those things, but yeah, that's um that just popped into my head when you said that. I was like, yeah, you know, why do we do that? And it's because we're trying to fit into what everyone else is expecting. You know, COVID's hard, and we're all like going, COVID's the most amazing thing ever, and people are running around, you know, fearful, and we're just like, wow, this is so great. You know, like people, you know, need healing, and you know, they're coming and getting the healing. It's not so much we're saying it's great that they're sick. We're saying that it's great that you know people are now getting healing who wouldn't have got healing before it's opened up a whole new world for people who didn't get readings or healings or anything before, you know, and a lot more people are coming to me that getting out of the clinical and getting into the spiritual and the holistic and the whatever. Um, you know, I just think that's a blessing, a huge blessing, a huge silver lining. So anyway, I just wanted to um, say that because I thought that was really relevant. Yeah, it is. And I yeah. mean, that's, that's, it's, it's so true. It's so true that, you know, 
what happens is if something doesn't go right, everybody focuses on all the negative and they're building yep. all that momentum and they're building all of that like attracts, like attracts. Um, so it's so much, it's, it's such a relief to get on Instagram and see somebody's put an affirmation up there yeah. or somebody's put, you know, um, been real, been real about it, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and put the, the, um, the positive sort of aspect on it instead of getting together and having a group that just sit there and, and bring everyone down, <laughs> whinge about everything else, everything that's going wrong. Um, it's nice to have some groups out there now that are actually, well, you know, let's focus on this and let's focus on that. And then when somebody's there, we can just put a stop to it. Like I did with my family member. That's it. You know? Yeah. It's like Esther. Yeah, but how Draw great was that? But how great was that? But yeah. how great was that? Yeah, and bring them back to it. Yeah, she was just like, you're not going to get let this go, are you? No, I'm no, not. I'm not. No, it no. was great, wasn't it? Yes, yep. it was. Yeah, it's like the hot potato. <laughs> it's like the hot potato. You know, I could have, yep. you know, yes, the other day I could have run next door and been like, you know, um, but we don't want to keep passing that energy around. Um, it's not helpful. Um, and the one point I wanted to make, and it's very much in alignment with what you were just talking about, Beck, is, um, you know, it is really simple. You know, what you were talking about, you know, on the fridge at your home, um, it is really simple. You know, I, when I first started doing this, I used to run and um, I still run, but I was running, you know, just to sort of get all the energy out and I was very nervous and, you know, it was like a big shift to me. And I literally just ran and I was like, I am, I am. Am. So as my left foot hit the pavement, my right hit, uh, foot hit the pavement, I am. And that's all I did. There was no, I am this, I am that. There was no labeling. It was just, yeah. I am. That was enough. And it was just super simple. So the keep it simple, stupid or kiss, you know, principle, um, which we have heard of um, from, you know, childhood probably is, um, you know, just, we don't need to overcomplicate, which is what Beck was talking about. You know, people get the message really simply, you know, I have, you know, connected to people in this realm uh, or in this industry who, you know, are very sort of, um, I guess, advanced, have done a lot of, you know, research and done a lot of things. And, you know, the messages for me uh, don't really hit home because I just find it really complicated and I don't understand it. So it's like, if, if that's the case, you know, the average person, and this is probably from my background in radio, the average person needs to understand what you're talking about. So if you overcomplicate and get into like the, you know, the realms and the dimensions and all of that, with the average person, they're not going to know what you what you're going on about. You know, it's not going to have the impact that you want. So, I am was enough. You know, when you're going through a huge thing, um, you know, be it a separation or a, you know, redundancy or anything like that, um, it just keep it simple. You know, I am is enough. Um, you don't need to add anything, label anything. Um, and you know, Beck did sort of talk about before. You know, some of the messaging that we received too. Because um, a lot of the time it does put all that pressure on, you know, one of my clients was talking to me the other day about, you know, in their family, there's a lot of competitiveness. And uh, she was saying how, you know, when she was growing up, um, you know, with her siblings and everything else, all of the parents, um, you know, who are all, you know, related and whatever, it's all family they would all be competitive about the children. Oh, you know, my daughter's doing this. My son's doing that. Oh, well, my son did that, you know, 10 years ago and la, la, la. And so all the kids grew up with that, you know, hearing their parents, you know, bragging about them and, you know, everyone was like their kid was better than my kid and da, da, da. And it was just something <laughs> that they all grew up with. But the thing is, when you grow up with that, it's norm. It's the norm. You know, you grow up and you think, well, that's okay, you know, to do that. So then we get to the point where those children grow up, they have their own children. A lot of the parents are still alive as well, but 
there was an incident the other day my client was telling me where one of the cousins was, um, you know, bragging about the achievement of her child over the achievement of my client's um, child. My client has lost a child as well. She's quite sensitive about these sorts of things. But, um, you know, she was sort of claiming because, um, you know, my client's lost a child. She was claiming that that child was now coming to her in dreams. Now, my client's quite sensitive about that because she was like, you know, I feel like that cousin could have been around a lot more when my son was really sick before he passed and she wasn't. And all of a sudden now she's claiming, oh, your son's coming to me in dreams. He's doing this. He's saying that. And she just got this, it really got under her uh, skin. And she was like, I just feel like this is some sort of competition here. I feel like this is like, you know, a competition and she didn't like it. She just immediately, you know, it really triggered her. And I was, I was quite surprised. Her reaction was really, you know, quite intense, but she said, Michelle, this is something I've been going through since I was a kid, you know? And she said, I have had enough. And she said, I feel like I'm, I'm putting my foot down now. And I'm just saying, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to compete with you guys. I don't want to hear about, you know, your kids are doing better things than my kids or whatever. I don't want to do that anymore. So she's now putting to bed that pattern in the family. And she talked to one of the other cousins about it and the other cousin was sort of caught in between. So she's, um, you know, not sure what's going to happen as a result of this, but yeah, she was like, it's just not helpful. You know, we grow up and it seems normal and, you know, part of what we do, but it's not helpful, you know, having everyone competing with others, you know, family members about their children, like that's ridiculous. So I'm just so pleased because I feel like, you know, the time that she spent with me, this is someone who wasn't spiritual at all before, but she has struggled a lot with um, self-esteem, you know, eating, um, you know, good food and, you know, the job and, and that's really getting her down. She's got a boss that's been on her back and, you know, saying terrible things via email so other people can see and embarrassing her in front of other colleagues. And all of that has an impact on your self-esteem, all of it. But, you know, now she's got fellow colleagues standing up for her and going, you know, we know that's going on and that's not fair. So this is where sometimes, you know, it does put a dent in your self-esteem, no doubt. But when you have other people believing you and going, you know what, that's not fair. And I don't think that should have happened. You know, she's actually growing in confidence. It's actually helping her, you know, get her uh, confidence back. And I think standing up for her family as well and saying, I'm not going to participate in this anymore. If that's what you're going to do, I don't want to be part of it. Then that's awesome. You know, because that's taking a big stand as well. So, you know, I just think that's um, really great to witness that. Um, and now she's putting that thing to bed. That's a karmic thing. You know, I feel in the family, like she's doing a lot yeah. of healing in there because, um, you know, the messaging from her parents too, you know, wasn't super helpful. Wasn't great for her self-esteem either, you know, and she's very aware of that. So, you know, um, yeah, just, that was a really important message as well. I have um, something sort of, you know, forming negative conclusions um, is, is a note that I've written down here. Um, mm. I have my grandfather whose birthday it was the other day. So oh. big, big happy birthday to grandpa. Uh, but, um, and I, I rang him the other day. It was, it was really funny because rang him for his birthday and had a chat and um, grandpa, what he does is he likes to keep the family in the loop with each other so he will he'll have a quick chat with you how are you going what are you doing this and this and this and then he's got his agenda um and and he likes to say well this person's done this and this person's done this we've got family all over the world um so you know overseas this is what's happening here and this is what this person's doing in france this is what this person's doing in sweden this oh is he's like the daily telegraph in Western Australia, he is, he is. <laughs> um, so he likes to keep us all sort of informed on, on what everyone's doing. So he'll get 
from us. He'll, he'll speak to us and he'll, you know, get the basics of it. So when you do something that you're extremely proud of, there was a particular family member who, and I, I'm just, if it was me, I'd just say it was me, but it's um, yeah. a particular family member who had this amazing experience back again. I, I don't want to sort of name and, and what have you. They had this amazing experience and were so proud of themselves and had told grandpa about this. And, um, you know, it was acknowledged that this had, this had, um, had happened. And it was pretty cool. And, and then my grandfather's perspective was to sort of move on and fill in about what the rest of the family was doing and where they were at. Um, and the person that was speaking to them sort of felt like it had been dismissed and it had just been sort of pushed. Mm, he's like taking was, notes. He's there like. <laughs> he's taking notes. He's doing what he's got to do to, to pass it on to everyone else. Yeah. Um, you know, it felt, you didn't feel validated or, mm. or didn't, you know, it felt really dismissed over the conversation and spoke to me about this. And I, I, I just said to, to, to this person, I said, that was an amazing thing that happened absolutely incredible but you know the very next person that grandpa speaks to that is going to be his first thing he's going to say this is what happened this is what this person did and how incredible was that that's it you know that's it and that's the way it rolls yeah so it is so it's like sort of forming negative conclusions that um you know, mistaking the feelings for the facts. Yeah. Um, I think that your and, uh, other family yeah. member was validated though. I think that it is, yeah. Um, yeah, it is not fun, you know, having someone sort of brush over. But, you know, with granddad, I mean, he's trying to keep track of everyone. He's like got all yeah. these people on his list. You know, he's got to ring all these people. He's just getting the facts. You know, he really is like a journalist. Yeah. Like that's very, very journalistic of your grandfather um, yeah. to be doing that. Yeah, and he's got a big family to yeah to, to keep it up with to keep yeah. it up with. He does. Yeah. Doesn't get easy. No, <laughs> it's and easy. it's nice <laughs> that he's doing that. See, the thing is, as well, Beck, it's nice that he's doing that because I mean, I didn't really have any of my grandparents really doing that. So often you find that you know they get sick and they pass away, and you kind of go, oh, what happened? Like I don't really remember the last you know little while. I didn't really there wasn't like a lot of contact or whatever the case. So it's great that, you know, he's, um, you know, talking to everyone and ringing everyone. I mean, grandparents always send cards and all that stuff. But, yeah, the actual contact and the speaking to is, is great. Like, I think that's awesome that he's doing that. You know, it's a real connection because then you know what everyone else is doing. It's like Facebook. He's like Facebook, really. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's grandpa book. That's what we go on Facebook for. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what everyone else is doing. Oh, but he I just likes, that. he likes the, the personal interactions too. Yeah. So again, just, um, I just wanted to, you know, mental filtering. So don't dwell on things that you mm. think are not going well because, or, or may not be going in the direction you think they are, because quite potentially they are. They are. They are. Yeah. It's um, perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I wanted to make a point here, and that's very, uh, very relevant to my week, what you were just talking about there as well, as you know, because I was telling specs and things off air. Um, so that really makes a lot of sense to me as well. But one of the things that, you know, I guess I've struggled with, and I think a lot of the people who are listening will have struggled with as well is imposter syndrome. And, you know, I do feel like this probably comes a lot from, um, you know, being someone who's very logical and then getting into something where we're drawing cards and it's all illogical, like there's no logic involved in here at all, what we're doing here. 
Um, so, you know, I was definitely feeling a lot of imposter syndrome, but I feel like the benefit of that is talking to other people who are getting out of, and this is, you know, COVID is a time everyone's doing it, getting out of the clinical into the, you know, other, you know, out of nursing into naturopathy or, you know, psychology into hypnotherapy or, you know, I actually had a gentleman in here and I don't read for a lot of guys, but I do have a gentleman in here. Um, and he is friends with one of my regulars who recommends me to a lot of people. She's very good, um, recommending me to people. So I didn't know, but um, this guy had quit his job on Friday and he uh, urgently needed a reading with me because he basically quit a job that was, you know, good money and everything like that. And he'd been doing this job for 33 years, Rebecca, but, and he was 49. So he basically got into it when he was 16 and it was IT and digital stuff. And it was obviously would have changed a lot over 33 years, but when he first got into it, it was computers and whatever, programming and all of that stuff. But he got into it because his dad saw the job in the paper his other siblings had gone to university and they couldn't afford to put him through. He was the last kid. And they went, you just got to go and get a job, mate. You got to start earning money. So dad saw the job in the paper. Dad said, this is a job you're going for. He filled out the form, you know, handed it in. Um, the kid got the job, you know, 16. And, uh, and then he went off and did this job for 33 years, Rebecca. 33 years. Hated it. It wasn't anything to him. It wasn't any kind of joy. There was no kind of nothing you know, the colleagues, the boss was a nightmare, like the whole thing. And obviously there would have been different bosses, I'm sure over that time, but you know, he was just getting all these uncomfortable feelings about being there. And so he literally just walked in on the Friday, handed in his resignation and walked out after 33 years of doing a job that his dad wanted him to do. And I just thought, my God, and I didn't know any of this, but obviously bits and pieces come up during the reading. And I said to him, have you looked at hypnotherapy? And he goes, yeah, I'm studying it. He's studying clinical hypnotherapy now. So he's got out of um, digital, um, out of the IT and everything else. And it turns out what came up during the reading is his wife was actually a healer too. And he said, yeah, she is. And, um, you know, she's doing all these things. Anyway, they're going to do this thing together. They're going to start a business together, you know, doing that and, um, you know, travel and, you know, do all these things. So he is just, he just wanted confirmation. You know, his wife, I knew it was urgent. I moved everything around to fit this guy in because she's like, he needs to get in like Monday. And I'm like, okay. Um, and he's actually rebooked in with me for healing now. So he's a lot calmer. He's feeling better about it. He just wanted to make sure that it wasn't the stupidest decision in the world. And I said, mate, this is just heart space. This is just, this is, this is heart. You know, this is service. This is, you know, doing something. This is healing. Um, you know, your wife's got amazing abilities. Um, this is so great. And he was like, fantastic. You know, is it a source of income? And I went, absolutely. Um, and we even got the graduation date and he went fantastic. I said, it's going to be in this period here. And he goes, yeah, it is. So that was confirmation, you know, and that was what he needed. So I just felt really great, you know, to be able to participate in that in any small way. But I do, I did want to do a healing on him too, just because um, he does have a lot of anxiety and it is, um, you know, a lot, you know, stepping out of that after 33 years and into something that's more heart space and more for you. So, you know, his self-esteem over that period of time had just taken a huge battering. Absolutely, absolutely. But even right at the start, being told, I mean, the self-esteem, being told, no, we can't afford this, you're going to have to go get a job and this is the job you're going to do. That's just like whack, whack, whack. Yeah, and you're 16, you're impressionable. 16, all that energy going into that and then just, just gaining momentum, all that momentum over that 33 years. And I want, I'm so glad, I'm just so pleased that this person's just gone, do you know what? Nah, done. Bang. Yeah, yeah, but and it takes a, a long time, like doesn't it? It does, but it's it's amazing how many people 
now in this mm. time mm. they're all doing it jumping ship are, are just jumping ship jumping ship doing so many different things which is amazing and it's not because you know um a, a lot of people are forced to do it but I'm, I'm noticing more and more that it's because they're just like you know what i'm done i'm bored yeah i'm done i'm gonna do this now what's the point it's incredible yeah incredible yeah, I think Incredible. it's subconscious. It's unconscious versus subconscious living. Mm. And I think that that's what um, this whole scenario out there has done is it's people were sort of living subconsciously. They were eating subconsciously. They were like, you know, working subconsciously. They were like, it's just money. It's just a job, you know, da, da, da. But then I do think that homeschooling, I do think lockdowns and everything else kind of forced us all together. And it made people a bit uncomfortable. And I think they were like, oh, you know, do I really want to do that? And, you know, and it did um, definitely change diet, I think, in a lot of families and what people were doing, you know, for mealtime and getting together a bit more and stuff like that. It just sort of forced us all to look at it. It was a very extreme kind of, almost an experiment, I think, um, of putting everyone together and see what happens. So yeah, you're right. And um, I think it is for the best um, and certainly in that situation, but you can see how much of an impact, you know, your parent has on a, on a child that it took yeah. this person 33 years to have the guts to do it, you know, like that's a huge impact. And as parents, we need to think about that, you know, when we're, when we're speaking to our children and the impact that we can have. Um, the other thing that's come up for me is around relationships. There's been a lot of people coming in, in not so great relationships um, or they're leaving, you know, relationships. And, you know, this has a huge impact. I mean, you know, people get beat down, you know, beaten down over a period of time. And I've got a, a client that comes to mind a few, but one in particular where her husband um, that she was with, who was abusive and all the rest of it, um, he was quite um, narcissistic, you might say. He, uh, he's deceased, like he's in spirit now. And she still doesn't have closure from this. And I'm telling you, when uh, the first time she, I read for her, she's a regular one. She uh, meets with me probably once every three to four weeks. The first time I met her, he came in and she, she nearly freaked out. She nearly ran out the door. She said, that's, that's, my, that's my husband. And she was petrified. Like she looked, she was sitting in the chair and she was still petrified. And I said, my love, he's in spirit. He can't hurt you. He can't hurt you. He's not physically here anymore. But she was just immediately triggered. She was all these memories, all this stuff, you know, sort of coming out of her. And she was telling me all these stories and all these things. And, you know, the other day she came and saw me and she's been suffering badly from migraines. And um, that guy came in, her husband. And I said, you know what? I feel like today where we're dealing with this, I feel like today, because he hasn't come yeah. in for a few of the connections and he came back in and he said, and um, you know, she said, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk to this person. I don't know if I want to do this thing. And she started to get into the stories again. And I said, well, hang on, let me see what's going on over this side. So we sort of did a bit of back and forth, back and forth. And she was like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, all right. And I was like, they do the work over here. That's, that's part of the plan. You know, they're sick, they're sick, they're sick, they're past. And he's doing some work here. So he said some very specific things about very specific incidents that I wouldn't know about. And she confirmed. And I said, look, this is, this is kind of what's going on here. And this is the lesson. This is the takeaway. This is the why. And she walked out I mean, she's got a lot more healing to do, but she walked out and she was like a different person, but it was to the point where her self-esteem was so low. She's going on dates. She's dating other people and, you know, doing that sort of things. So we talked about that, but her self-esteem was so low that the people she's dating, there's no respect there. She's dating these people and there's just no respect. She's like a floor mat. You know, people are walking their feet, wiping their feet on her. So she's continuing right. this behavior 
her husband came in to give her the information because I said, the date you're going on today, the guy's really lovely. I said, but he's a, he's a friend. He's not going to be any more than that. But this other guy, this, 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 this. And she went, you know what? That's amazing because that, 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 that happened. And she went on the date that day and she goes, you know what? He's in the friend zone. You're right. And, um, yeah. you know, so that information's coming from this guy. So he knows stuff. So she's like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of getting the message now. So she's detaching from the stories and that's the most important thing because that just holds you in that energy. And it is all to do with self-esteem and respect and all of that because, you know, she has very little of that. So now knowing that, you know, this person's coming in for, you know, her betterment um, because he's a teaching tool. They're all teaching tools. You know, that's the point. Um, what do we learn from this? And we move forward. What do we learn? We move forward. Um, you know, he's a father of her kids, you know, the kids are still here and he's a dad of them and you know, that's important. So, you know, whatever she can do to kind of heal that, I feel like that's going to be really important in her moving forward. Um, but yeah, you know, that's a difficult thing to kind of navigate because, um, obviously there was history and obviously it was quite violent, Mm. but you know, um, it does, it really, it really can affect everything, every layer of your being. Yep. every layer of your being and yeah. it's and that's our work that's our job is to 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 not get caught up in that and to find our own peace and our own happiness yeah and what's the lesson what is it bringing up what's the lesson as soon as you figure that out uh then the lesson ends you know that's certainly what i've always found um figure it out yeah um so i just wanted to you were saying before michelle that um about you know making decisions for our children and it's it's funny you should raise that because just yesterday I mind you my children are, are nearly six months are going to be 18 my mm-hmm. girls oh my gosh your babies <laughs> my eldest babies are going to be 18 um but I actually pulled them aside yesterday and I just said to them do you know what I said um here you go this is all up to you now. You'll be 18 in six months. Ooh. So you need to start making these decisions for yourself because they, they tend to ask me a lot, what do I think? What should they do? What should, should they do this? Should they do that? Or I want to do this, but I'm thinking this. And, and you know, we sort of brainstormed together, but I actually turned around yesterday and just said to them, well, you're going to be 18 in six months. So I, I guess you better try and figure this one out for yourself because this is your journey. This is your life. And while I'm here to support you, and I'm here, you can talk to me anytime. At the end of the day, you have to make that decision now. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. But you should see their faces. They were just like, what? That's not the normal response. What? And I'm like, yep, it's, it's, it's all up to you guys. I'm here to support you. I have faith in you. I know that you are good, you know, you make good choices and you, you do good things. But if you want to quit your casual job at Macca's, you can now go into a workforce. You can find your own job. You can do this. You can do that. You need any support or guidance? Absolutely. I'm here for you. We are definitely here for you. Um, but you still have to give us the courtesies of, you know, we all live together, so we all have to respect each other still. Um, and, you know, know that your family is still here. Don't forget about us. This is very hard for me too. I'm sort of dying mm. inside going, oh, my God, my babies. Yeah. But um, I'm like, this is all up to you guys now. So you need to start making the decisions and maybe and, and instead of asking, it seems like you're always asking permission mm. from me. Um, you've got to ask your own, yourself for your own permission because this is your journey and, and this, is, this is up to you now. It's, yeah. 
it's done. It's done. Gosh, that's so but hard back though. It is. It is. But it was. It was funny because, like you know, when I said I was sort of dying inside, um, I actually have a lot of faith, and and I just felt that I needed to say that to them at that point. Just, yeah. Just right then and there, it was just like blah. It just came out. It had to be said, and it came out. And while while that's the case, that these are my my eldest two, the, the twins, and they're growing up and they're adults now. And you know, I mean, let's face it, really, they've been adults all year. Yeah. Um, but it's just like letting letting them have that for themselves and not having you know not being controlling not having that on them you know not it's an empowerment you're giving them their power back really but it's also empowering for me as well yeah it's it's really hard to explain it really was when I walked away from there I felt empowered because I don't know I just felt empowered I just felt like this is this is just going to be amazing for them and I'm so excited for their journey and, and what's happening there Setting them uh, free, to- it reminds me of your birds. It reminds me of the birds. It's almost, you know, the, when you release, you look up to a bird and, you know, it's healed and all of that and then you set them free. It's almost that sort of feeling. It's like a really lots of gratitude. It just reminded me of your birds when you were talking. Yeah, yeah. When you send them back to the wild, out into it's the big just, wide world. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I didn't feel like, oh, this is the end of my life and, and what yeah. have you. It is a little bit nerve-wracking because... <laughs> <laughs> everything changes Big now deal. doesn't it? 18 years <laughs> it's really yeah. good yeah and that's it it's 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 incredible but what I wanted to talk about just before we um, finish up today is turning positives into uh turning a negative into a positive mm-hmm. which I've actually written the opposite way on here oh <laughs> so I had trouble with that so turning a negative into a positive so not dwelling on the negative one of my younger children um can will have you know minor setbacks and has um and does become super emotional over them and it could be something that they can't find they can't locate maybe the shoe um maybe the watch maybe they've bumped their elbow and it's you know from that point it's just game over okay comments come out like i hate this day and you know i just sort of try and gently remind them that this is just the moment it's just this moment that's big. It's not the day. It's just this moment. And I think that's an important thing, not just for children, because I've, you know, trying to build up my self-esteem, you know, um, my history, Michelle, I've had Mm -hmm. a a lot of, uh, a lot of trials, um, which have been wonderful opportunities to learn. Um, However, just letting them know that it's, it's, not the day that one thing doesn't ruin your day it's just this moment that's big that's and it. that the rest of the day is waiting to show you how great it can be so um this particular morning i spent the rest of the preschool start morning um identifying things that were going well and i was so pleased and just so grateful by the time it came to pick them up from school first thing i heard got in the car bags down seat belts on looked at me and was just like I had such a great day today and I was just like amazing there it is that's a shift that is a shift right there sister so much work not so much work but just putting in the work and helping them identify and helping them realize it was it just really you know 
turned that around instead of going, you know, this happened today and this happened today and blah, blah, blah. It was just incredible to know wow. that that sort of made sense. Made sense that morning and and it had an impact. And that's that's self-esteem and self-respect. I feel like that's respect for you, yourself, because if you continue to accept that from your child, then you're allowing it. It's enabling in a way, isn't it? If you allow them to continue to complain and this and that and the other thing, and you're like, mate, there's a better way to do this. Let's try this approach. And if they've actually listened, they've heard, you know, sure, they're going to probably slip back into old ways and we've got to keep at it. You know, it's persistence, I'm sure. But Definitely. it's more respect for you. It's going, you know what? I don't want to enable that. I don't want to. I don't want to have to listen to that. You know, let's um, let's ca- have a different approach, and it worked. I mean, that is um, that's hats off. That's like high five material. And it's not like I didn't validate. So we went you know, when yeah. the elbow got bumped. We put the ice pack on it. We had a cuddle. We, you know, yeah. did what we needed to do. But um, yeah, it is. It's it's incredible. But the, just the big takeaway from that is just because one thing doesn't go how you had planned, or yep. you know, you can turn it around. It doesn't have to to control the rest of your day or, or the rest of anything else. Yeah, and we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Is kind of what we're uh, getting out there. You know, we don't just chuck That's everything right. out and go. Oh well, there's no point. Throw it all out. You know, that's that's kind of that's kind of that's what we don't want to do. Is throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's right. Yeah, um, great point. Gosh, you make some good points, Beck. Um, I just had a couple of recommendations and a bit of inspo. Um, one of the things that my yoga instructor always says is uh, that we sh- should say to ourselves, "Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Becca. I love you." So telling yourself I love you when you first wake up in the morning. And I think that's a really nice thing to do. It's very simple again. We just like to keep everything very simple and easy. We don't want to make things complicated. But, you know, starting the day because everything is about intention. And if it is, you know, self-esteem and things like that we're working on, um, I feel like that's a really great way to start the day. It's called morning your name and I love you. Um, One of the other things that I want to say, um, and this does uh, affect my self-esteem sometimes, um, and I guess it ties in with what I was saying about the family and the competitiveness of one of my clients' families, is that when you just immediately jump on social media, it can make you a bit anxious. It can actually, I think, have a bit of an impact on how you feel about yourself when you get on there and you're like, wow, look at that person. They look amazing. And we do, I think, not always intentionally, but we do compare ourselves. And so, you know, I would be reluctant to jump on social media, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, get yourself together, you know, make yourself feel good about yourself, do your exercise, do your your routine, your rituals. And I guess I just try personally not to jump on there too quickly because otherwise you're like, oh, look at that amazing thing they've done. And they just climbed Mount Everest and I just got out of bed. You know what I mean? Um, So that may not be great um, jumping on there. And I I do feel like that has a lot of impact on people and having a social media break from social media is not a bad thing. Um, I know a lot of people who do that. Um, they jump off there, you know, and they just sit on their emails or, you know, mobile phone or whatever, SMS. Um, so I think that can be a great thing as well. Um, giving yourself a pat on the back is something that I recommend a lot. You know, um, you don't always have to wait for other people to do that. You know, I know people in relationships and especially relationships is a good example where they're like, oh, I'm just waiting for my, you know, my husband to do this, you know, give me a compliment or whatever it is. And it's like, well, you did that thing just be proud of it in yourself. You know, you don't need to wait for everyone else. And I guess it's like your relative before that we were talking about with granddad. It's like, are you proud of yourself for doing that? Yeah, I am. Well, that's great. Give yourself a pat on the back 
And don't worry about everyone else because otherwise you're just totally looking outside, you know, externally for that validation and you're not always going to get it. And you spend your whole life looking for that. A lot of the time it's parents, I guess, that we do that with. Um, You know, the other thing is learning to accept compliments. So it's not only one thing. It's one thing to be sitting there waiting for someone to give you a compliment or a pat on the back. But then when you actually get them, I've had plenty of women sit down in front of me and I've gone, gosh, you look really beautiful today. Or I love the way you've done your hair or that necklace is so pretty on you. It's like really sets off your eyes or whatever. And I don't give things out half-heartedly. Like I will say something because it's genuine. I genuinely believe that. And one of the things that I learned um, when I did beauty and deportment, Dad put me through June Daly Watkins, um, beauty and deportment, is that you always have to accept a compliment. If someone takes the time to give you a compliment, you need to accept it. Because if you don't, you're telling the other person they're wrong. If I say to you, oh, your eyes look beautiful today or I really love the color of your hair or whatever it is, and you go, oh, don't be ridiculous. Like, it's like scraggy and, you know, my eyes are terrible. And, uh, you know, you're basically saying to me, what you're saying is, is not the truth. You know, you're telling me I'm wrong. And that's offensive. You know, I find that offensive. But more importantly, it's important for you to be able to accept that because if you're, you know, sending it back to me, um, there's a problem there. You know, you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get your uh, manifestations. They're not going to be realized um, because you're not in the receiving mode. So, you know, the other thing I'd suggest is um, so acceptance, accepting compliments, start with the little things, um, but also hobbies, you know, what, what makes you feel good? What are the things that, you know, sitting in the background? And I was thinking about this this morning before our conversation today. I love playing the flute. Um, I haven't played it in a really long time. I was getting lessons and I stopped doing that. And I really want to start that again. I love drawing. I've got my little art book under the desk here. Um, haven't done that in ages. You know, I am reading books and I'm quite addicted. So I'm like reading a lot of books at the moment. So that's probably taking up a lot of my time, but I also have other commitments, you know, um, that I have to do. So more serious things, um, magazines and, you know, my business commitments with Aura business. So I've got a lot going on and it's like, I do need to do the creative things as well though. And that's the most important thing. So the reason we get into burnout sometimes, um, is because we're just doing all of the things that we feel like, you know, um, we have to do, you know, cause it's a serious stuff. And, uh, really what we need to do is get into the, the creative stuff. We need to actually do the other things to kind of balance it all out. So for me on my to-do list is playing my flute more. It is doing my artwork. It is getting my roller skates on and going for a roller skate, you know, cause for me, that's a great outlet, you know, um, rollerblading along and not having to think about all the serious stuff for a moment, um, is yeah, really, really important. So, um, Beck, do you have anything to add to that? No, I just, I just, I I think it's been a a really good episode. There's a lot of information, a lot of information. Um, Maybe with, like you were saying before, Michelle, you do you. Don't, Mm. don't, um, don't make yourself, compare yourself with, with other people because, you know, or even what other people say about you. I think anybody who's watched the lives and I, and I, um, you know, one of my big ones is, you know, what people, one of my big affirmations is what people think of you is none of your business. It's a great one. It's what you think of yourself. You know, if you take on all of their thoughts and their words, you know, it just drags you down and you don't want that. You need to, to, it's what you think of yourself. So, not comparing yourself to other other people because, like you said, Michelle, that's just going to drag you down something fierce. Um, and don't measure yourself against somebody else. You don't need that pressure. Um, it's very true. So that's right. And just do what makes you happy. 
do yeah. what makes you happy to be authentic okay. really it yeah. comes down to just being yourself you know when you go to school and you're trying to fit in and be normal and wear what everyone else is wearing and all the rest of it it's like um you know just be yourself be authentic um and people will eventually even if they don't accept you straight away eventually someone will get you you know you'll yeah, find your tribe you attract those people you will you will attract your tribe absolutely yep. yeah and celebrating the small stuff you know if you go That's in it. you put the toast in there and you don't burn it today fantastic Hallelujah. that is a win that's it <laughs> that's true that is a win celebrate Very the small stuff amazing so back next time when we come together we're going to be talking about uh fears first desires now some of the things we said today i was thinking while you were talking some of the things we said mm. today actually make a lot of sense for that episode so it's I kind of overcoming <laughs> yeah like it's overcoming the phobias um you yeah. know the things that hold us back and you talked about oh not being gosh. able to cross the finish line you know and things like yeah. that so stopping right before you know and that's when the the fears override everything else you know it's it's destabilizing it's paralyzing all of those things and that's what we want to talk about so how do we sort of work through that and i think it ties in very well with today's subject matter um, how do we sort of overcome that to achieve our desires, you know, stay focused despite the um, fear of what it's going to look like or what it's going to feel like, you know, all of that. So I think that that's going to be really great carrying on from uh, today's theme. It's going to be a very good episode. I'm looking forward to that one. Hooray. So as all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as always, if you want to get in touch um, or you've got feedback for um, any of our episodes so far, you've got ideas or anything like that, um, definitely jump on Living Enlightened on Facebook. That's where you can sort of comment. Um, we put up our little images. The cards go up there as well. So I hope the uh, cards always make sense. I find that they do. I always feel that they're super relevant. So, yeah, any feedback, anything that you've got for us, we would love to hear from you. And uh, next time we'll be coming back talking about, yeah, Fears First Designs. Thanks, Beth. I was actually, before we go, oh, yeah. I was actually in the uh, chemist this morning picking up a few things. And it was a lovely young man young man look how old i am oh god <laughs> we're doing that are we we're doing that yeah yeah we're doing that no there was a young lovely young man there behind the counter and he was just so engaged he was just so much energy he was just you know amazing amazing energy just I love that like, i don't know what i should have asked him what he has for breakfast um just to get all that energy because it was he's just just so fresh and just so out there but he he said to me he said so what are you doing today so well actually after this i'm going to go home and and do our podcast and he's like you're on a podcast what's it called what's it called <laughs> didn't ask me what it was about asked what it was called i'm like okay i thought that was a bit strange he wants to look it up or um, something so i told him what it was and then um the name of it is living enlightened and and uh, he said, so what is that? I said, well, it's just more about, you know, building people's confidence and self-esteem, bit of intuitive guidance and things like that. He goes, oh, I'm so going home to look this up today. So um, if he does and he comes across this episode, hello to you. Love that. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in about three weeks' time or something. But, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we'll get there. We're getting the word <laughs> out there. So it's, it's amazing that, um, you know, people just uh, – very excited and very open to to new things without yeah. even really knowing what they're about yeah this is the change that we were talking to before was the point of that story but yeah just people being so open and fresh with new but, things see this is a thing beck what i want to say is that you know the listener at home may not be aware but beck um this is totally out of your comfort zone i mean i'm a journalist by trade so i'm used to sort of talking and being in front of people but beck 
isn't. You know, I met Beck from doing a reading for her. And <laughs> she was the one going, you need to go and teach and do this stuff. And I'm like, all right. Next minute, I'm like, Beck, do you want to do this? And she's like, oh, okay, all right. So, you know, whether that's had a great effect on your self-esteem or a, a not a great effect on your self-esteem, I don't know. But uh, I think that, you know, putting yourself out there is, is it takes a lot of courage to do that. So that's actually something that we didn't even touch on today. But that's yeah. true. No, thank you. you for that, Michelle. Thank you. Um, and I will say that I have had a lot, like we said, I sort of touched on before, I've had a lot of different challenges and trying times come up through here. And I have built specifically this last two years in particular. Gradually over the years, you get a bit and take a step back, get a bit, take a step back. But I have just focused so much on building that self-esteem. And when you said to me, come and do this podcast with me, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's even more reason <laughs> to do terrified. it. That's right. I'm terrified. Let's do it. Um, and I think that's just... It was just such a big turning point, big turning point, like you said, for myself. But thank you so much, um, Michelle, for that. Well, it takes a yes. I mean, you say thank you to me, Beck, but it takes a yes. You didn't have to say yes. So that's the that's where the courage comes in. And I think that that's what, you know, out of what we're talking about at the moment um, is for the listener at home to sort of take on board is that it does take you to say yes. You can say no. And very funny example, and I know we're, you know, finishing up, but anyway, um, funny example, you remember ages ago, Beck, I was telling, um, oh, I think it was Beth in our group, in our mentorship group, and I was like, you need to do Facebook Lives, I really think you should put yourself out there, let's all do Facebook Lives together, <laughs> la, 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 you know, all of this, and I'm like, you just got to, you've got to take risks, guys, like, you got to, you know, put yourself in uncomfortable situations and all of this. And then I've said all of that. And then um, one of my former colleagues, it was ridiculous. I had like three people message me all in a row. One of them was a former colleague of mine, a radio colleague going, hey, mate, um, we want to do it like a, a film you. We want to basically film you in a house, you know, doing your thing, like doing a house clearing, communicating with spirit, da, da, da. Um, you know, can we do this? And I'm going, what? What? You want to film me like on the radio and put on the And what? And then I had someone else reach out. It was like three different people for different things, but it was all like, oh, platform. That's platform. what it was. Sarah okay. goes, yep. for directory ma- Rebirth Magazine. Her. Yes. She yes. reached out in the same time. It was all in the same, you know, little period. She goes, oh, we want you for a platform mediumship event on the Gold Coast on this date. You're going to be in front of like a million people. You know, there's going to be a couple of other people there, but you're going to be doing platform. And I'm like, are you joking? Are you actually joking? <laughs> and they went back to the group. With my tail between my legs, and I'm like, guys, uh, you know, you know, um, how I was saying you got to put yourself out there. Just be careful. Just be careful because uh, this just happened, and everyone was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I got so many laughs out of that. It was, uh, it was hilarious. Um, so I copped it. I got it back, Rebecca. So, but it's good. It's good because it's it's about. I mean, we give a lot of advice, intuitive guidance, and yeah, and things like that. And there's free will, and people can to make their own choices. That's it. Um, but it's also sort of relevant to us. Sometimes what we're giving out to other people is something mm-hmm. we need to take note of ourselves at that time. Hundred um, percent. But definitely, if there's anyone out there who um, wants some more tips on, you know, building their self esteem. Um, or you know, little little things that have worked for, for perhaps myself or Michelle um, during our experience. Um, just reach out, ask reach the questions. 
ask, yeah. ask the questions, you know, uh, even if you want to just, we can private message you back. If you leave your details for us, we can private message you and, and just have a chat about these things. Yeah. Email uh, livingenlightens33 at gmail.com. Absolutely. As well. On the Facebook page. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Done. All right, Beth, good chat. We can talk the ears of a donkey, really, can't we? <laughs> uh, see? We think we're finishing yeah, up and then we've got another started. 15 minutes of talking to do, Rebecca. I love it. That's right. Once you get started. <laughs> Hard to stop. That's it. Catch you next week. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.